everyone. If you want to be more involved in the show, please make sure to follow our account on Instagram at Therapist Out of Office. We will regularly ask questions that we will answer and dive into in our sessions on screen. We want to make this collaborative between us and you. Thank, Thank you for being, being here and enjoy the show. show. Welcome to Therapist Out of Office. I'm Lior Gal. I'm Maggie Lancioni, and we're both licensed therapists in private practice. Each episode, we will discuss mental health topics that are both mainstream and taboo from both the lens of a therapist and a human being. We show up with humor, authenticity, and vulnerability as we get into the educational nitty-gritty. So come on in, make yourself cozy, and welcome to your session outside of the office. Hey guys, quick disclaimer. If you are triggered by health anxiety, medical diagnoses, or the topic of pregnancy, this podcast might be a bit intense. Please take care of yourself and make the decision now if you want to stick around. We love you and we want you to put you first. Yo, 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 Lior. Hey, Megs. Welcome back. <laughs> I know. I'm so happy to be here. We finally are doing it. <laughs> I know. We're doing it. We're unfortunately not right next to each other, but at least we get to see each other, which is great. Yeah, I know. And so you will notice that we are not together in the same building and we are on Zoom and we got these new fancy microphones. So once again, as was as with the beginning of when we first started this, we now are like kind of sort of restarting. So bear with yeah. us if any potential technological issues. Yes, uh, we <laughs> we've had a lot of those in the past and we probably will moving forward. So we appreciate your patience here and kind of working with us through this, but you know, it's just kind of the way we have to take it. And we're, we're really excited at regardless to be back. Yeah. And the awesome news about all of this is that we don't have to worry so much about like, we don't live far away from each other. We're only mm-hmm. like 15 minutes. However, anybody that lives in like the South Jersey, Philadelphia area knows the absolute mayhem of like getting out of the city, getting into Jersey, getting back into the city and the parking situation. And, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously everybody's schedule is different. So it was getting a little tricky for us on a weekly basis to find a time and day to meet in because the office that we were filming in was in Jersey. So it was always kind of on Lior to like Mm -hmm. leave the city, drive over here. And then the stress and anxiety of driving back, trying to find parking, if it was dark, like, you know, the fears around that. So this allows us to be way more flexible and not have to be so worried about like, oh, if we can't meet this week, then we just can't put out content. Exactly. Exactly. Because you're absolutely right. There was one night where I was literally circling for 40 minutes looking for parking. And I know you've been there before because I do not miss it. It's it's probably the worst part about living in a city. And I'm very grateful and fortunate to have a car, but it's just, yeah, it was getting so stressful. So we needed to shift and find a different solution. And now we're here and we're, it's going to be just as good. We're excited. No, I think I'm so much, I feel like this is going to be so much better because now we won't have to like take as many long breaks or like have as much difficulty with scheduling. I think this is going to be way better. And also Lior, you have plans of moving even further away. I know. Not that far. Yeah, but it was always something that we were like, oh, it's just going to make it even harder Mm -hmm. to continue to meet in person. Now we will whenever we can, I think. Like we still have the office space. Whenever we can meet in person, I'm sure we will. But now that, you know, you're looking at houses that are a little bit further, I think Mm -hmm. this will also make it a lot easier too. So you don't always have to drive the hour or whatever it's going to be, you know, down to South Jersey, dirty (laughs) Jersey. All the way from Central Jersey, I mean... (laughs) Well, from us South Jerseyans, that's like a whole other planet. I know. I feel like I also just started a whole debate of like, is there a central Jersey? Do you actually from being, because I'm also from South Jersey, do you see there being a central Jersey? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what would be in central Jersey. Well, I think Princeton. Oh, okay. I guess so. Yeah. I guess North. I would, I still consider that North because I'm so South, you know? So I guess I would say like, maybe not, maybe no central Jersey. Yeah. Cause it's either like you're a New York, New York fan or a Philly fan. True. True. You know? So like, that's how I divide it. Like, who do you root for? 
<laughs> yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I guess where I'm looking to move to, it it's divided. It's summer Philly yeah. or Eagle, summer Jazz. Oh, so then Giants. maybe that's considered central. Yeah. If there's yeah. a split of both. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it would be nice if I understood anything about sports and I don't. So <laughs> go uh, sports. <laughs> go. <laughs> you score a goal in football, right? No. I'm just <laughs> Yay. Okay. So I know we're blabbing and blabbing. And we all <laughs> we all want to know why there was a break. I think we're all waiting for this. Yeah. This well, well, why was the break so long? I think, cause I think it made sense over the holidays and then the holidays were over and everybody, yeah. you know, we had some awesome people reach out and be like, when's your podcast coming back out? And, um, you know, the truth is that Lior and I just don't like each other anymore. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it we was hate each other. We got a big fight. <laughs> <laughs> So and this is it, it, guys. See ya. Bye. We're never doing yeah, this again. We felt we owed you guys an explanation. And so this is it. This is going to be our 10 minute podcast for today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see. No. Oh yeah. my gosh. We did not get into a fight. No, no fighting. Actually, it was, it was quite, bit... quite the opposite. It was quite loving. It was quite a, <laughs> quite a loving experience, I think, for both of us. <laughs> because the real reason. Drum roll. Drum roll. Drum roll. I don't know if you can hear background noise. Yeah, background noise. But the real reason is because I am expecting baby number two. Woo! Woo-hoo. Oh, it's baby so number awesome. two. Yeah. It's, it's so awesome. great to be able to like talk about it now. I know we'll get into some of this, but yeah. um, I was, friends and family, I was just so sick. Yeah. There was just no recording there was just no getting in front of a camera I actually couldn't look at a screen Mm. for too long without feeling like really nauseous I couldn't like I and obviously we'll get into how this was affecting like me at work and with clients and just the difficulty of being a pregnant person in general who's still like required to do things out in the world like working and attending things and stuff like that so um you know Leora was so patient and loving and kind with me while I vomited and (laughs) was ill and couldn't text back or anything like that because I was just in bed or laying on the couch trying to survive it yeah and that's that's exactly what it sounded like it sounded like survival and Mm -hmm. I think that I mean, I'm, I've personally never been pregnant before, but I have a lot of friends actually all at once, all my friends got pregnant and I got to learn a lot about it. And these are certain things that we just don't hear about, or we don't hear people talk about enough. And I think that today's episode, today's session can really be around that, around pregnancy, around being a therapist and, and yeah. early pregnancy and when to tell clients and how to um, go about what happens if, if my uh, therapist is pregnant and, and what happens to me, what happens when she's on maternity leave and, and things like that. And I think that dedicating today's session to talking about that and kind of using your experience, Maggie, and I, <laughs> I hope you're okay with it to sort of educate other women and other uh, birthing people that this is this is sometimes not the easiest thing to go through. Absolutely. That was all so validating, Lior. I really appreciate it. Also <laughs> considering like you haven't gone through the experience. So I'm sure, you know, it's difficult to quite grasp or understand, but for yeah. it just, it's really validating to hear that from someone who hasn't had that experience, but still totally understands that. Cause I think that there's like a, you know, a, there's like a, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but like a little bit of like a disconnect, right. Between like, yes. I don't know what that's like. And that's frustrating. Like, why can't you still meet? Why can't we still just try? Why can't you still X, Y, Z? And like, you know, I completely get it. I don't expect everyone to like a hundred percent understand this feeling or this experience at the same time that I just appreciate your just compassion and empathy for it. And, you know, cause it's hard. I, it's it, as a pregnant person, it's like, I already judge myself so much for not being able to like do so much. And then when I cancel on friends or have to cancel on clients, there's all this guilt and it's Mm -hmm. hard sometimes because on my end, a lot of my friends have not had any babies or have not had any pregnancies. So it's hard to explain. I feel like I'm making excuses and and not that I ever get that from any of my friends, but sometimes I just wonder if they're like, oh, I wonder if Maggie just doesn't want to 
she just doesn't want to come or whatever mm. the case may be. But, um, you know, so I just appreciate your understanding. Yeah. And I, and I, and I'm glad that you're saying this and and you're making this, I mean, I, I'm sure there's other women out there that are hearing this and can really relate to this and how valid this is. And what you said, the word empathy. And I think that this is an exact example of empathy where, um, not to say I'm so empathetic, but like, you're right. I've never been through, I've never been pregnant before. I've never experienced morning sickness. I've never experienced the fatigue. I've never experienced any of that, but I have been sick before. Right. And mm-hmm. so not, not that I would compare the two necessarily, but just the understanding that I've also been not a hundred percent and I haven't been my best self and I have had to, um, cancel plans or not be able to show up or, you know, whatever. And, I can empathize with that, that that mm-hmm. is a, is a thing. And so I think this is a good lesson. And to anyone that's listening, that's really struggling or feeling like they they have friends that are pregnant or are going through any medical issue or anything like that. And they're having a hard time understanding. It's, it's okay if you don't understand and you've never experienced it before, but that maybe you can com- relate to it in a way mm-hmm. or, or compare something and, and find that, that empathy, uh, for your friend. Go yeah. Ahead. And that's exactly what empathy is, right? It's like the ability mm-hmm. to just like put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Even if you haven't necessarily yeah. been through it, you can say, what would it feel like if I was sick 24 seven or nauseous mm-hmm. all day long? Like I would hate that. Right. So like, that's kind of what empathy is because our clients, when they come to in, into us, we mm-hmm. don't always have the exact same experiences or trauma histories as our clients. And yet we are still able to say, oh my God, that really sucks. You know, like I could not imagine if that were me, I would feel the exact same way if I were you. And that is like the skill set. But I also just want to say like, thank you still, like, because it's not a requirement, right? Because I'm not your client. Um, And also like some people just, it's a struggle for them to empathize, right? Or to be compassionate. Some people have more of like the pick yourself up from your bootstraps kind of Mm. mentality, like just push through it and time and a place for all those things. But I think, you know, I just appreciate it because I was really beating myself up in my head around like not being my top notch self. And so, you know, well, I, I think you and I spoke about this before and I I prefer down in the (laughs) (laughs) she prefers it because I'm not as What's the word I want to look for? Like maybe like um, hyperactive and and type A and anal. I'm not all those things, which I usually am. When I don't feel well, I'm much more just like whatever, whatever you want to do. And Leah's like, yes, I love that she's sick. This is great. Is this the no. best weeks of my life? I know, I know. The past, guys, the past months have been like my game changer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have joking. thrived. I've flourished. No, I, they funny. have been, they have been great, but not because Maggie has been sick. They have been great for other reasons. I don't know how much I, I, know how, <laughs> I feel like Maggie being sick is, is number one. And then everything just <laughs> kind of falls under that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's funny. It's funny though, because um, we were talking about this last night. My, my partner says the same thing. He's like, you know, when you don't feel well, it's like, so, so calm, calm. around this house. <laughs> He's like, nobody's freaking out about like, the laundry not being done or the dishes not being done. Like everybody's just chill. I'm like, great. Everybody who loves me loves when I don't feel well. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny. And, and maybe I don't think we spoke on this in our friendship episode, but I'm typically you. I am in my friend group, in my life, with my relationship. Like I am that person. I am very much the type A, the like everything needs to be like under my control and like mm. things like that. And so being with you, I just, I don't want, I don't want you to feel like you shouldn't be who you are. I get it. Cause I'm like that with my friends, but being with you, it's actually kind of nice to take off that hat mm. and be able to allow. And like, not that I don't trust anybody else, but like, I do trust you and trust that you got it and you got it under control and just, but now that it's kind of like back and forth a little bit, it's, it's also really wonderful. So I, I think like, you know, we are, we are different in different relationships and I love both parts of you. That's what matters the most. That's sweet. No, I totally agree. I actually feel the same way about you though. Mm. Like I feel like you are someone in my life who I can absolutely like trust 
with like, yeah. if, if you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Or you're going to like, keep me updated along the way of like, why you're not able to or whatever. Like, I know that if you say something, you're going to do it. I can definitely trust that. There's, there is something about that that feels really great. Like yeah. being able to be like, it's almost like, I think we talked about before, like relating it to like school projects, like mm. when, when you would have mm-hmm. to be like in like a group project, yeah. like who would take the lead. And there would always be people assigned to your group that you're like, I know they're not going to do the work. Like, yes. I just know they're not going to do it. So like, I have to pick up that slack. You would not be that person. Like if you were in my group, I'd be like, hell yes. Thank God. We're good. All other four people can go somewhere else. Me and Lior are just going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I fully agree with you. I think yeah. it's my anxiety. Like I can't, yes, right. I, I'm a, I'm the opposite of a procrastinator. I almost like do things too quickly, too right mm. away. And it's done not meticulously enough. And that's <sighs> my problem yeah. that because I can't like wait on it, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's right. So another. this literally okay. just happened to me yesterday, <laughs> oh. answering a, a client email where we were talking about scheduling and just like going forward and trying to put some pieces in place. And I answered her email within, I don't know, less than 60 seconds of like her emailing me, but I missed the entire bottom half of her email. So I had to send back to back emails because I was too like, you know, I was like, I was like, Oh, we could do March this, March that, March that. And then I sent it. And then I had to resend. I was like, crap, didn't read the bottom of your email. Like here's the rest of my, here's the rest of my answer. Yep. You just don't, you're just not like taking your time. You're just like that high energy, high, high anxiety kind of functioning. And then it bites you in the butt. Sometimes you feel like you're so on top of it. And then you're just like, not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm, Oh, wow. I'm, I'm really glad we're talking about this because sometimes I feel alone in that. And so mm. hearing that you do that as well is really, really great and validating to me. <laughs> oh my God. You are alone. 100%. When it turned 2023, I thought it, no, when it turned 2022, I okay. thought it was 2023. Genuinely, oh. genuinely thought it. And I sent good faith estimates out for 2023 mm. and I didn't send it out for 2022. Cause I was so anal about it and anxious about it and so I was like oh my god I sent out good faith estimates for the wrong year I gotta send it for 2023 like it's 2023 what am I doing so I literally sent out the wrong year then had to send them out again with the right year on it and email my clients and be like I'm sorry I'm an absolute psychopath oh my gosh also I've done some that was a stressful time. The good faith estimate when they, that came out, that was oh, the first year it came out. And I, yes. I remember being yes. sitting in the dark with my computer writing went out and yeah. being like, what the hell is this? So yeah. that, I mean, if for anyone that doesn't know what that, what that is, it's basically give the jargon, like, Lior, give the jargon. Yeah. If uh, you've been in therapy recently, then you should have received one from your therapist. Um, it basically is an estimate of like, if you show up weekly to sessions, what the yearly um, cost a cost would be for therapy it's it's kind of silly in my opinion because things change and you might see your therapist weekly then by then monthly and so yeah. it's an estimate yeah. right um it's not like a a contract so a lot of people get confused by that but that's yeah. neither here nor there um yeah. it was <laughs> annoying having to send them out because everybody yeah. that attends therapy like you know what your what the what the fee is like what the price is per session yeah really it was meant for like all medical health fields so that there's like no surprise fees like yes. there are in hospitals a lot of times like you don't know what medicines you're getting what doctors are visiting you might yeah. get a bill from like 12 different doctors you're like I didn't even know I saw this many people and so it's really yeah. for like those kinds of environments I think but so, but unfortunately we got lumped into that yeah and so you know we had to give these estimates and I gave the wrong year. So oh, that's, no. that's on anxiety and stress, like taking over and be like, Oh my God. So <laughs> that's amazing. People, uh, you know, they had to bear with me. So <laughs> no, you're not alone. Long story short, you're not alone in being so anxious and feeling on top of it. And then realizing like, wow, if I just took a beat, if I just took a breath, <laughs> I wouldn't have made that mistake. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's my, uh, kryptonite is, uh, breathing. the most simple thing to do and yet the most difficult thing to do it will destroy me (laughs) it depends yeah so anyway that's the big news and we really just kind of wanted to use this session to like just update Mm -hmm. you guys on what's been going on and obviously you know with my pregnancy it's just been hard in general just like because there's the whole like stigma around not talking about it too early. Um, and you know, 
I think that there's a lot of pushback to that nowadays because, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, I want support. God forbid anything was to happen to me Mm -hmm. or to my baby in those very beginning weeks. Um, And yet it's just kind of still, there's like this shame around not telling anyone until you reach that 12, 13 week mark until you're into the second trimester. Um, But during those 12, 13 weeks, I think is when so many of us need the most support because we're sick, we're scared, we're nauseous, we're not feeling well, we're anxious. There's so much that kind of goes into that, that, you know, I, it's like trying to challenge that. And obviously it's up to everybody's comfort. Right. Um, but I was really trying my best to like, not tell my clients, even though that's really hard when you're face to face, Yeah, you're face to face. I'm so shocked. None of my, I had clients when I told them they were like, I had a feeling Wow. none of them like called me on the carpet, which I don't know if they would like, Yeah. I guess you know not to, right? Yeah. I know with my last pregnancy, like my, with my daughter, I did have one client say like, Meg, are you pregnant? And I was like, no way. And I I was only like 10 weeks in, but I was so (gasps) sick. Just like I was this time. And I had to, I had to run to the, I'm not a bathroom in the middle of the session person. (laughs) Oh, I am. No one would know. (laughs) I am. That's the other thing. I need to talk about that really quick. Like, I don't know why people think that therapists don't have like human insides. Like they just think that during sessions, you don't, you're not going to ever have to pee. You're not going to ever have to like take a drink of water. Like I can't control my bodily functions. If I have to pee, I have to pee, but there's still this general, like, don't leave, don't get up during a session, you know, kind of thing. Anyway. So I tried to hide it as best I could. Nobody called me out this time, but, um, it's really hard. It's just really hard in general. I did have to cancel a few times here and there for just not being able to like lift my head from a pillow. But, um, you know, you do your best, you make it work. You got the whole nine yards. I'd sit around with like Jolly Ranchers for anybody. I don't know if we're even going to show this on video or not, but I'm <laughs> yeah, just, she's showing, got them on hand. <laughs> just showing you my Jolly Ranchers and ginger pops and yeah. C bands and all the things to try to help with nausea. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's definitely t- tough. What do you think helped the most with the nausea? Nothing, really nothing. nothing. Okay. I think it's just all like, you just kind of have to go through it. I try like crackers in the morning before I even get out of bed. And mm-hmm. some days are better than others. I really don't think that there's a rhyme or reason. I don't really think that there is a, like, is a fix. Like, yeah. I guess unless you get like medicated, but some doctors are really um, conservative with that. They don't really want you to take anything. Um, I don't know, certain, wow. certain medications, I guess some people take, I, I wasn't extreme enough for hyperemesis, mm. like that diagnosis of like the chronic vomiting and losing a lot wow. of weight and all that stuff. I was just like, I was nauseous every single day, 24 seven, but I didn't vomit enough mm. only a handful of times throughout like the weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. yeah. So to go back to what you were saying before about sort of that, that first trimester, right? The first 12, 12 ish weeks, right. Mm-hmm. Of being pregnant, finding out, you know, and, and kind of bracing through this alone. And we talked about stigmas and we talked about, uh, or, or we're going to, and you mentioned this, um, and from my understanding, a lot of the, the reason for women or for people not sharing, uh, an early pregnancy is for the fear of miscarriage. Right. And, that is um, the the statistics of one happening the first trimester is a lot higher than like second and third, correct? Right, right, right. So um, at the same time, that makes sense, right? And for us that are superstitious and we don't want to put things out into the universe and we're, you know, we're worried about that. Or if we tell people, then we'll, and something bad happens, we'll have to tell people again. So there's that part of it. And then that there's that part that you sort of mentioned of needing support. Mm-hmm. And so I can only imagine that if I, you know, God forbid, went through something like that, that I would need my my family or my my closest friends or support around mm-hmm. it. Now, I'm not saying that you needed to share it with social media and nobody right. needs to do that. Um, they don't want to, but that that's also really hard. And I, I wonder if, I don't know if you can speak to that or what your opinions are around that of, of kind of what are the, these like quote unquote rules almost. Yeah. I think that, you know, again, this is, it's also individual and it's really hard to, 
to say what's right or wrong. Um, I told my very close, my family, my immediate family and my very close friends earlier and this Lior. time around. And yeah, well, you're in that, you're in that, Lior. You're True. in that group of people. Um, but um, I did tell people sooner this time around because I thought the same thing. I was like, I hid this from so many people when I was like canceling on people left and right when I was pregnant with my daughter. I felt like crap for doing that. I couldn't really explain the reason why I'm a terrible liar. So like, I had to keep just saying like, oh, I have a stomach bug. Oh, I have a cold. I'm just chronically sick, I guess. Like just like coming up, coming up with like all these excuses. Um, and so this time around, I was like, you know what? Like, I think I'm going to tell my close friends and my family, um, you know, on the earlier side, because I also yeah. needed way more help with my daughter because she is here and exists. And I can't <laughs> just toddler. like, yeah, I can't. That's the difference between like, with your first and now having, having another one, it's like with my first, I could just lay on the couch whenever I wanted to take naps, whenever I wanted to watch movies, order takeout. Now it's like, I don't have that like freedom and flexibility to relax. So, um, or to be sick. Like if I'm super sick in a day, I had to call my mom. I had to call my friends. I needed help. I needed support. So, um, you know, I chose this time around to be a little bit more, I think, open about yeah. this experience. And again, there's no right or wrong because then you also have the people who are or who have experienced like chronic miscarriages um, yeah. who just feel terrified of talking about anything, like wanting mm. to get clearance from a doctor or wanting to get to the second trimester to feel quote unquote safer. Um, Cause there's a, just a ton of vulnerability in, in pregnancy. And, you know, yeah. also my thing is I really waited to tell my clients because the population that I work with Right. Um, I work with a ton of maternal mental health, perinatal mental health, um, uh, struggling with infertility, trying to conceive chronic miscarriages. Like I work with these people. So, um, mm -hmm. it's just a little harder to deliver the news. Um, so I wanted to be really thoughtful and really as gentle as I could and as open as I could, like to some clients, you know, the conversation would be, if you feel like seeing me is triggering, we don't want that. If you would feel safer with someone else, yeah. I completely understand. Cause my sessions, <laughs> me being a therapist, it's not about my pregnancy. It's about how it's going to impact you. Yes. So I'm not here to talk about, Oh, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Let's be excited. Yada, yada. Like, you know, any, it's like a, I always say it's like a bittersweet news, Yeah. you know? Um, because I have to understand that there are clients that I see that are not going to receive the news. Well, um, and I have to be okay. I have to be okay with that, which I completely am okay with that. Um, yeah. So I really wanted to be really um, intentional about how mm -hmm. I talked about it. I also did want to tell some clients a little sooner because of that um, yeah. to give them more time to be aware and to process and do whatever they needed to do with that information. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I like answered your question, if that was like a long-winded <laughs> processing, but well, you know, it's all a journey. There's a lot, I think, that goes into this. And yeah, I, I think it, it does differ from working with a specific population of people and what they go through and how that can impact them. And, and as being you as a therapist, uh, just empathizing, sympathizing, understanding, being compassionate with your clients, even if they say, you know what, I just can't work with you right now. And recognizing it's not about you as the therapist and just about the situation and mm -hmm. about the client and what their needs are at that moment is, is so important. And if there's any therapists out there, and I'm sure there are because I, I'm on so many Facebook groups, as I'm sure you are as well for therapists, and I'm always seeing questions about pregnancy, about like, how, when should I tell my clients? Are my clients going to be upset? Oh, yeah. Maternity leave? How much am I going to take off? What do we do? Like, so there are so many questions because we don't get taught this in grad school. We, mm -hmm. you know, like Please, we, we don't even get taught anything about private practice, let alone no. like maternity and pregnancy and uh, please. No. <laughs> and even I, I, I would imagine too, even if you're not working private practice, if you're in community mental health or you're at a hospital or whatever, even if like you're seeing the same patient for a while, I say patient because of the hospital or client, and then even that would be like, where's my, <laughs> where's my therapist? Yeah. Like, 
I, you know, you get really comfortable with someone. And so that's really hard as both the therapist and the client and even coming back after giving birth and Mm -hmm. that, I mean, you can kind of speak to both now of being pregnant, going on maternity leave, coming back, getting pregnant again. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, it's almost a part of it is like unfair that a woman's career or a person's career is, is sort of put on hold in in a way. And it just happens and our bodies need to recover and we are, you know, we might be breastfeeding or we might be going through postpartum depression or, you know, all of these things that it does take a different route and it kind of has to, we are, or we are cooking a human being, right? We're baking one. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) Real, real life alien right in there. Um, that, it kind of has to be that way. And that doesn't mean that it's not hard and it's not difficult. And especially as our, our motto of therapist out of office, out of office is these real life things that we go through um, right. and that you're going through right now. And yeah. so I, I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about maternity leave and what that looks like for a therapist um, in private practice. Yes. Yeah, no, definitely. I think you just touched on a whole bunch of things. I'm going to try to keep them in order in my brain. Um, (laughs) But the maternity leave piece is hard. I, um, I have uh, a couple clients that I see now that did see me when I was pregnant with my daughter and they were very much like, again, (laughs) like, what the man, like, (laughs) you know, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. I was like, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I got pregnant when she was like between 17, 18 months old. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was like, it does feel fast at the same time that I'm like, I'm just ready to have my childbearing years being over. Like, that's how I see it. Like love my babies. I'm not a huge fan of pregnancy. I know some people say they are. I just, I just don't agree. I just don't know how, how it's tough on so many ends of life. And you, you talked about, you know, the frustrations of sheer biology that like yeah. my partner, because he has male b- body parts, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, he can't do anything that I can do because I don't know, biology, we can't, we just can't right. change that. So I can't be mad at that. However, I, I completely understand and work with so many women and pregnant people on the resentment around like, why, like everything about my life changes. And like, I feel like nothing about theirs does. And yeah. like their careers don't get put on hold. Their bodies don't change. You know, their sleep cycle doesn't really change. Like the clothes that they wear doesn't change. Their energy level doesn't change. Nothing changes for them. And here I am, like my fingers are expanding. My feet are bigger, like things <laughs> that I never even thought would happen to a yeah. body. Ha- you know, so I, I just wanted to touch on that because I think that that's a huge part of the processing too, for a lot of people is just like being angry at their partner for mm-hmm. not having to be the one to go through it. And even if you're not in a heterosexual relationship, there's still this, I went through it and you didn't kind of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, unfortunate dynamic that we have to process through. Um, but with maternity leave with my first, um, so that was a little different because that was when I stopped working at a group practice and mm. opened my own. So it took me six months, like that was my entire maternity leave, but I was also building my practice. Yeah. So it just took me a little longer because I had to do like my website and my NPI. Like I had to get, oh, I had that, but you know, I had to get so many yeah. things like LLC. Yes. My LLC, I had to get so many things situated. So I think it took me a little longer mm-hmm. because I was simultaneously doing that. And also recovery, like my recovery was really difficult from my first labor and delivery. And my postpartum experience was really hard. Um, and so it just, yeah, six months I was off. And that's a huge privilege to be able to do that, to be able to have a partner who's able to support me through that because I also wasn't making any income. That's the other thing in private practice. Like you don't have maternity leave in the traditional sense of like at a W2 or like a bigger company. Mm -hmm. Um, So this time around, I'm planning on, I'm hoping, you know, to just take your quote unquote, more traditional maternity leave of like 12 ish weeks. I'm saying some yeah. to some clients, just in case I have a tough time, maybe like more like 16 weeks. Um, yeah. but I'm, I'm now able to more financially plan for that. Yep. Like I said, because before I didn't have a private practice, so I had to build from the ground up, but now I'm able to plan a little bit more for that. 
But I do have some colleagues that go right back after like their six week clearance because there's really? financial, financial pressure, yeah. you know? Right. And like, I literally had an OBGYN when I saw, when I was pregnant with my daughter, um, come into my office and she was like, oh, you're just getting started on your journey. And I just finished mine. I was like, oh, you just had a baby. And she was like, yeah. I was like, oh, how old? And she was like, she's six weeks. I was like, you're back. You're an OB and you're back to work. <sighs> at six weeks, like that just seems so wrong. Now don't get me started. I could go, I could talk all day about like maternity leave in America and how messed up and so cruel and unfair and unjust it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I've had to talk to my clients about taking, you know, three to four months. Yeah. God forbid, no complications, if not more, you know, time off, um, and what that's going to look like. And, you know, for the most part, what we do is we have a list of colleagues that we can refer our clients to if they want mm-hmm. to be seen while we're out. Um, and then just communication. Like my clients know they can email me, catch up, let me know, like, or check in and say, Hey, are you still at the 12 week mark? Like thinking that's when you're coming back, just having that open communication and giving them the option to see someone else or to not, you don't have to, for some of my clients that are relatively stable, it's okay to take a couple months and then just resume. Yeah. And I get back. But for some people, they would like to have that support. Exactly. But, exactly. You know, I feel like client. I've been monopolizing this whole conversation. <laughs> well, you kind of, you kind of <laughs> have to, I, I have a, I have no, uh, second thing inside of me right now. <laughs> second thing. <laughs> well, that is part of what Lior and I talk about off camera yeah. is that she wants to one day have children. So we do talk about this quite a lot together. And obviously Lior, when, whenever that happens for you, I will be yeah right there alongside you as much support as possible. I'm excited. I, I feel like I'm going to have so much support because like I said, literally all of my <laughs> friends, I, I yelled at my other friend and I was just like, if you get pregnant too right now, I can't handle it. You, you get away from me. Um, yeah. But no, out of love, of course. And I'm just totally joking, mm-hmm. but it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely scary, right? It's, it's, it's something of course that I'm looking forward to in the future and not anytime soon personally. Um, but it's, and, and and to go back to kind of, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the financial aspect of it, because I feel like a lot of people might um, benefit from this, whether not not only if you're a therapist, but if you don't get uh, uh, compensated or, or a salary while you're on maternity leave. Um, I'm wondering if we can talk about ways to sort of, maybe it's just one way of saving up for a moment like this. So mm-hmm. I know sometimes getting pregnant is planned and sometimes getting pregnant is oh, not. Oh, Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it is planned, I wonder if maybe something that people can start doing is whether that's opening up another bank account or or a separate like savings account within your bank account and kind of putting some money into it. That's exactly right. right. Yep. So so when the time comes, you're not scrambling for for food around the house, but that you're able to take money out of that account and and kind of allocate your your finances in that way. Is that something that you would recommend? Yeah. yeah, that's basically how I f- function. Like that's basically yeah. how I w- I've been working it. And I also want to say before we close out with talking about my pregnancy, which I feel like <laughs> has monopolized this whole conversation, um, which I, I, I do recognize the importance of it. I do think, especially in mental health and, you know, working in the population that I do, it is important to kind of talk about like, how, how do we talk about this with our clients? Um, or just like the difficulties of hiding it or whatever. Like, I know there's just, there's so much there that I think is important for a lot of providers to process through. Cause you're right. I do see that on Facebook groups a lot. Like I'm seven weeks pregnant. I'm so sick. I don't know what to do. And I have read the comments and the comments are so beautiful. Like, thank goodness. And they're just like, uh, solidarity. I am with you. Like, I wish there were something that we could do to have time off. Cause you get the maternity leave, but I really feel like there should also be like a prenatal leave for that first trimester because that's when you're like the sickest, you know, for a lot of people, at least like 80 ish percent of women, um, have some kind of morning sickness, but anyway, I digress. So what Mm -hmm. I do want to say is before we wrap up and talk more a little about what Lior has been up to, um, I have had followers, like people in the community on my social media, mm-hmm. um, even before actually nobody knows that I'm pregnant. So this isn't <laughs> right now, but when I, like, even before all of this, like when I would just talk about being a mom or talk about my, you know, struggles with labor and delivery or whatever the case, people would message me and say, I love your content. I love you, 
but it's really triggering for me to see you talk about your daughter when I was supposed to have one, you know, or whatever the case is. And so I also want to say if this episode is triggering to you at all or upsetting to you at all, or if you're just like, I don't know if I just, because I might start posting a little bit more on social media about it. I wanted to wait to tell all my friends and family and my clients specifically before I started outwardly talking about this on social media, um, because I didn't want my clients to find out through like Instagram. Um, But if it is triggering or upsetting or just like not, not anything you're interested in, you just don't want to see it. um, Please take care of you, take care of your mental health. You do not have to even tell me, you do not have to apologize. There's nothing to apologize for. You can mute me. You can unfollow me, whatever it is that you have to do to, to just be okay. Cause I know that the whole, everything about trying to conceive pregnancy, motherhood, it can be all very, very, very triggering. Yeah. Um, and upsetting. So um, I love you all. So no matter what, if you decide to stick with it, stick with me or to be like, I can't do it. There's, I completely understand. Yeah, that's, that's really, really great. And I I fully agree with that. And it's nice that you're, you're mentioning this and no one knows anyone, anything, and you got to do what's best for you. Absolutely. 100%. So let's shift gears for a couple minutes so that Lior can chat about her life. So I don't even actually know how much time we took off. I think it was something like eight weeks. Yeah. Or something like that. Cause I feel like, and I go by weeks just because that's just how my brain works with this whole thing. Yeah. The pregnancy. (laughs) Cause it's like, how far along are you? Oh, blank amount of weeks, whatever. Um, so I feel like it's probably been a good two months. Yeah. No, I think more. I think last episode was December. whatever the case eight ten twelve weeks whatever it's a long time so what have you been doing what have you been up to tell the people give us the juice the squeeze that no one saw me do a little dance um (laughs) but but it's been great I mean um something that I definitely want to talk more about and I right now is not really the platform to do it um but maybe create a separate YouTube video around it but as you guys all know I've been really really struggling with my stomach with just my health issues around that and going back and forth to doctors trying you know GIs trying um functional medicine naturopathic medicine I've literally done it all I've gotten so sick and came back and gotten sick right so for the past I think since COVID really hit and sort of forced us to stay at home it made my issues worse because it it gave me an excuse not to leave the house and now with and and I mean during all of that I was still fighting fighting hard to find a cure for whatever it is that was going on for me um by the way, if anyone's wondering, I was diagnosed with IBS, with SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, um, which is like the most random diagnosis, in my opinion, because it's there's no real true cure for it, or it's really, really hard to cure it um, if you do. But I've tried so many different medications. I've gotten surgeries. I've I mean, like I was hospitalized, like I really went through hell and back with it until I did a podcast with a dietitian. And afterwards she was talking to me about parasites and she was like, you know, I've had a parasite, I've been treating it and yada, yada. And I was like, well, I've got tested for parasites before and nothing ever came back. And she said, well, not every time, not with every bowel movement, a parasite drops. And so even if you're doing like a stool test for parasites, that doesn't mean they're going to catch them. And also they can't test for every single parasite. And I was like, really? Like, that's so interesting. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I did some more research on it. And I found this one medication that is typically used for parasites or bacterial overgrowth, which is essentially what I have, that I was never prescribed ever. I mean, like I've been prescribed millions probably mm-hmm. like I I almost want to go to CVS and be like send me a list of all the medications I've been prescribed it's oh probably pages and pages and pages which is horrible right it's it's so horrible and really um I don't even know how I want to say this but it, it it fed into my health anxiety of like I'm so sick all the time something's wrong with me which again to go back to what we said before with the empathy is like I was always so sick so how could I be mad at you mm-hmm. for Literally. Well, this, this makes it all so clear, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it helps to understand too, like diff- same, but different, different, but same actually, I'm yeah. going to say like, you know, like that just 
I can't, I'm just sitting here thinking like, what would that feel? <laughs> Even hearing that where like, it could possibly be a parasite. I feel like, I don't know about you, but I would be like, oh my God, what is happening inside mm-hmm. of my body? And that's like, and I can say like, literally that's so relatable being pregnant. Like what's happening inside of my body. You can't see it. You don't know what's going on, you know? So, and like, I can only imagine how that has impacted you. Like when you were at the height of all of that, like with your clients and trying to work and trying to go out with friends and be social. So I can completely like, yeah, empathize with that. Yeah. And and that's the thing is that I wasn't, I I took COVID as a blessing in disguise Mm -hmm. of not needing to be in the office. Because even beforehand, when I was in the office, I would cancel, I would have to cancel on clients so much because I was just so sick. I was so sick and it was terrible. And I mean, back then there wasn't really uh, virtual therapy, so I just wouldn't make money. And that's also really terrible. So for people with chronic illness, chronic pain, it's really hard to, to live on, on being sick all the time. Um, but yeah. So yeah. And I wouldn't go out with friends. I would make excuses or I'd give a hundred million disclaimers to my friends of like, oh, just in case I'm sick or like, let's go here just in case I'm sick. Or I don't want to just in case, just in case, just in case. And I lived my life off of just in case. And even when I met you, I was like, I remember being like, I'm going to be like 10 minutes late. And you're like, I don't care, whatever, like get here whenever you get here. Like, but it, like you said, you feel this guilt and you feel yeah. this like shame yeah. around it. And you're like, oh man, I, I'm, I'm appearing so healthy and I look so fine and normal and then I'm like oh I have all these issues and people are like no you don't like it's all in your head or it's all you, know. you look fine what are you talking about yeah you look great <laughs> like or people will be like wow your your body's so great and I'm like I can't eat anything like I it, it, it's like I'm miserable yeah. so um I well that goes I to know, show like, you can't tell somebody's health by the size of their body exactly yeah to that um so I found this medication. I went to my GI. He's at Penn. So he's like one of the best ones. He's actually amazing. I really do love him. And I, and I, and I told him about it and I was like, can we, can you please prescribe me this? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't, it's like, don't think you need it, but like, if you want to, I'll give it to you. And I was like, well, I really want it. So can I please, can you please prescribe it to me? He's like, all right, fine. And he didn't really give me that much feedback on it. So I obviously did my own research on like what I can, can't have with this medication. And there's a lot of rules with the medication. It was a two week medication, very, very intense. You can't have alcohol. You like shouldn't eat chocolate or avocado or like, oh, interesting. Like, yeah. I can't have like NyQuil. Like if I, I was sick and I was like, Oh my God, I can't take cold medicine. It's the worst. <laughs> um, I did it for two weeks. And after that, it was the best I've ever felt. It's so like, crazy. Like I, and I'm now going on since we really last recorded I'm now going on what two three months mm-hmm. of feeling like a normal functioning human being I oh even went gosh. into the office in person once and oh like in the past I would have to like wake up at 6 a.m and like do all these like rituals and crazy things and that in the night before I'd have to eat this and only that and I would have all these rules for myself and now I get to just roll out of bed and I'm like oh all right well I'm I'm good like I don't need oh all these my rules God. for myself how does so, that feel? Is that like so bizarre? Like, you, are you waiting for the other shoe to drop? Yeah, yeah. So for a while, okay. So it's really funny. Same but different is it's funny because it's like three months in, and I was like, I can't tell anyone anything because what if the shoe drops? What if mm-hmm. what if something bad happens? I can't tell anyone, and then I'm like sick again, and then I have to you know talk about that again. And I I have had bad days. It's not like I've been like so amazing and great every single day. No, but also I think anybody has bad days um, with their health, but it was euphoric because I, I was almost like walking around and I was like, wait, this is like what it feels like to not live with constant pain, to Mm -hmm. not worry, to not be like, I can't go out. Or I, I I, like, I wouldn't go out to dinner. I, I didn't eat out. I only cooked at home. Like I was so rigid and it was, it was never about like, like we said before, it was never about body image. It was never about like anything like that, or this is healthy, unhealthy. Like it wasn't really that about that. It was about like, this is going to make me so sick. And I get so sick and tired of being sick and tired that Mm. now I'm, I'm like a human being. I get to be like my old self and my, my friends, everyone around me is like, Whoa, Mm. like this is huge. Like you're not complaining or you're not, not, not not complaining, but like, you're not miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, it's been so incredible. So this is something I I also think is really important too, is the connection between physical and mental health. 
Yes. When you're medically, like I always try to say like anybody who's medically unwell, like, do you expect them to be like really happy people? (laughs) Like you can't (laughs) be, you like, you just, if you're not feeling well every single day, or you have fears around being in social situations because of your medical health, because of what might happen or what might flare up. How do you expect that person to be like mentally well, like to feel excitement and joy and pleasure and all those things when it's like you're constantly in pain or you're constantly fearful or worried around symptomology. So like there is such a connection there. Like even just talking to you right now, like I can see like you're like so relieved and your mental health seems so much better. Like I'm able to see my friends. I'm able to go into the office and see some clients or whatever, like have a meeting. I'm able to do all these things. And I don't don't have to worry so much the night before about what I'm eating. Like it's kind of like also mental health freedom. Yeah. Oh yeah. The anxiety because my anxiety, anxiety, anxiety (laughs) revolved around my stomach. My entire life was my, my stomach. I was the puppet to my stomach. Yeah. My stomach is a puppet master. And I mean, anyone that struggles with anything, whether it's even migraines or, or, or back pain, like you're, you conduct, conduct your life through the the version of whatever that ailment wants you to, right? I can't go this because my back's going to, I can't do that because I'm going to get a migraine or I can't, right? All of these rules, right? So like these rules come up for us and it's really, really hard. It's really hard to undo these rules or rebel against the rules. And so in the beginning, I had to have a few good experiences for me to really believe it. Mm. And once I hit like, I was like two days in a row and I was like, oh, I feel good. Then it was like a week in a row and I felt really good. And it was a month. And I was like, I I looked at my husband. I was just like, this is insane. It's been a month. And he's like, He's like, oh, I haven't even noticed because you're complaining about your hands. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> my hands swelled up. I don't even know. I'm eight years old, but whatever. I'll take the hands. I'll take the hand swelling over the stomach because I could still get out of the house. Oh um, but even him or, and my parents were just like, wait, so like we went on a hike and my parents were like, are you okay? I even had a coffee in my hand. I did a hike with a coffee. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is like to yeah. anyone with stomach issues, like, you know, that's groundbreaking. Yeah. A hike with a coffee. Like what? That, yeah. that is insane to me. That's so incredible. I did it. It was incredible. So that's, that's really so what incredible. You are. Yeah. Cause I remember when you took the medicine and then you were telling me how much better you were feeling as the weeks went on. And yeah. then we were like, oh my God, did you have a parasite this whole time? And nobody thought to yeah. give this medicine or to even just try it. And like, you just never know. And I just, I, in my brain, I'm just like, I feel so terrible. Like, but this happens uh, probably just like constantly, especially with yeah. women and, and medical health and just being dismissed or being just told like, oh, you're not in any pain or you look fine. Your lab works great or whatever. Like your BMI is great. Since that's like the only thing that the medical system <laughs> freaking cares about. Um, but like just feeling like just uh, all the things that you've said and that you've done and to ask for this medication and to still, I mean, I know this doctor, you said is great. They gave you the medicine. Yeah. A little bit of pushback still of like, are you oh, sure yeah. you want to try this? Like just yeah. freaking listen to your patient, listen to what they're saying, like try to help them actually find a solution rather than just throwing your hands up and being like, I don't know what it is. So yeah. I'm just so happy that, and so relieved for you that this is like potentially something that can be obviously manage, you know, you'll always manage it. However, maybe potentially not as horribly as it's, you know, horrible as it's been in your life mm-hmm. and you can move forward. Cause also you're getting ready to have your wedding. Yeah. So my, like, well, I'm married everyone, but I your wedding reception. Yeah. Yes. Your party, <laughs> um, which I kind of want to talk about with you too. Yeah. Like, cause that's, what's been going on, like a ton of wedding reception planning and how like your health and also like your hands, like, I don't know who like (laughs) follows Lior on social media, but you can talk talk a little bit. Like, was that, that was just random, right? That one day your thumbs just like blew blew up. My thumbs, my, my hands in general are like, I'm like an 80 year old woman. I don't know what it is, but like, I, they, they thought it was rheumatoid arthritis and it wasn't. Then like, maybe it's just arthritis, but it's just like, they sometimes swell up. And I can't use them and they like click and it, it, they, oh my gosh, they spasm. But I mean, they don't really know what's going on. It might just be tendonitis. Well, it's more than tendonitis, but it's, I think we just, as I'm on social media, I frequently use my phone and I'm addicted to my phone. Like many of us that I, I just need to take intentional breaks. I think from creating. Is it painful? 
Oh yeah, it's painful. Oh, it sucks. It was, it, it got to a point where I couldn't, I know you just said like you, like you're pregnant so you're swelling and you can't wear your rings. Like I couldn't wear my rings either. And I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. I, like, I was like, I can't put my rings on. Um, but, and it, it's, it's funny, but it's, it's sad at the same time. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, but I'm okay. Like, like I said before, it was whenever I would like manifest at night or like if I've ever prayed or anything like that, I would always say like, take anything from me. Just please give me like my like health, like give me my stomach back, like give me that pain free. Um, and so I really, I have a hard time really complaining about anything else now when that's the one (laughs) thing that like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just so grateful for it that I can't complain. Yeah. It definitely puts things like when something is really, really scary or really, really bad, it puts some things in perspective, Uh, but that's not to say that the other things also Yes. Don't matter, you know, so we want to be able to hold space for all of it. But I guess I have one question for you, therapist to therapist. How do you, let me check in with you first. How do you feel about like this whole episode being really personal for like both of us? I'm, I'm personally okay with it. Okay. Yeah. Are you, how are you feeling? I just get so like, I'm like, my I'm I'm actually sweating like I don't know <laughs> I mean I'm sweating but that's I mean, because I sweat it could, just, it could just be because I you know I'm, my hormones are crazy but um <laughs> I don't know I guess just because I'm so accustomed to being like like a like the listener like mm-hmm. and like I give the feedback and all that stuff and being the helper that sometimes I just I feel so, like I don't know. I just feel like, oh my God, I talked about a pregnancy for so long. Like who cares? Why did I, like, who is even wants to, it's so dumb. Like, wh- why are you talking about <laughs> just like, I still have these monologues in my head of like, you shouldn't yeah. be like talking that much about yourself, but it's so hard to switch seats, Yeah, you know? So that's why I was just curious. Like, and I love, like, that's the thing is that like, I love hearing from you, Lior. I love hearing what you've been doing and your experience mm-hmm. and cro- like same, like with chronic pain or chronic illness or yeah. whatever, like that is so important to talk about. And also like, this, we have to get rid of the suffering and silence thing, yes. you know, cause it's like, I, even when you, you had asked me the question, like talking about your pregnancy when you're early on and mm-hmm. not wanting to jinx it. Like you literally said the same thing about when you started feeling better with your stomach. You're like, I didn't want to tell anyone because I didn't yeah. want to be too early. And then something happens and then I'm sick again. Like there's so much that's relatable for when you're struggling and not just like suffering in silence. Yeah. And I just like, I don't know. I know I'm going all over the place, but I feel like I'm so happy that you're open about it and like comfortable with it. Cause it helps me to also be like more comfortable with talking about my own stuff. So well, thank you for the space, really. Thank you for the space, Lior. <laughs> no, I think I think I, I I can relate to that, and I agree with you. I I you know me asking you a lot of questions and you talking about yourself. I, I love listening to that, and yeah, yes, a part of it is uncomfortable talking about myself, of course, one hundred percent, because we are uh, conditioned to only to be listeners, right, and not really self-disclose a lot about ourselves. And at the same time, we're not forcing anybody to listen to this. That's true. Right? <laughs> like, if you don't want to listen, like, why are you still here? You don't <laughs> need to be here. <laughs> like, there's you not- are so <laughs> abrasive. <laughs> well, <Please>. guess, <laughs> guess what? I'm very direct as a therapist and my clients could tell you that. And I, I think you are a little bit direct as well. Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. And, and I say this not, not to offend anybody, but just in the sense of like, if someone doesn't really mind what I have to say, then they don't have to listen to it. Mm. Or if someone is uncomfortable listening, like, like the, like the disclosure or disclaimer that we gave in the beginning of like, if this makes you uncomfortable, don't take care of your, like, take care of yeah. yourself. You don't need to yeah. listen to this. We are yeah. therapists out of office. We are human beings first. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I was going to say like, this is out of office. Like yeah. I love the clinical piece at the same time that I do yes. think that, you know, the idea is to take off that mask and like that, you know, oh, therapists are blank slates. Like we don't know anything about them. Like that's been the shift with just having, like being a therapist on social media is I see so many therapists talking about their kids or their husbands or whatever, like their own lives and their own doctor's appointments or whatever. And you're like, this is amazing because being human, you know, doesn't mean that you can't help other people, right? Like there's that conception, misconception that, you know, therapists have it all together. Like we've talked about before. And 
you know, just because we don't and we're going through human stuff doesn't mean that we can't be helpful still. So I think it's good to normalize these conversations. I just like, oh, I still get the heebie-jeebies a little bit. Like, I'm like, did I talk too much? Oh my God, I don't know. No, No, I I will tell you that you didn't. And also these are subjective opinions, right? Like there are going to be people that, and and this is a lesson to everybody. There are going to be people in our lives that are going to, maybe think the worst in us or, or negative things about us. And there are things, people that will think the best and there are people that will be neutral. And yeah. so we can't control other people's reactions on us or about sure. us. Just, gotta, can, just gotta be ourselves. Just be yourself. And if someone doesn't like it, then they're lost. I mean, poo poo on you. Yeah, literally Poo-poo on you. <laughs> none for me I'm healthy now no, I know Leor, no but honestly I'm so freaking I'm so happy about that for you truly just also considering like obviously you don't want anyone to live in chronic pain but you also have amazing things happening in your life that I yeah. want you to like anybody who loves you you know wants you to be able to enjoy yeah. in your Absolutely. life and to be able to wear your wedding dress and not worry about your stomach and god yeah. like I'm sure that that was such a huge fear of yours and and even the the worst fear, and and we just scheduled our or we planned our honeymoon and booked it. Where I was just like, we're going to Greece, so like I was like, I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to be miserable. No, I'm not. Right, reframe. Right, yeah, I'm yeah, not. yeah. I'm going to be good. Yeah. Also, the food over there is a lot better. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so. I'm really really jealous. I can't wait to see all those pictures. It's my favorite cuisine, probably. Oh I think. Have you ever been to Greece? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, you have? I've been to an yeah. island. I've been to Rhodes before with my mom but I've, I've like island hopped. I haven't been with a, in a romantic trip. I've been with my mom. So a lot more fun. This is so fun. That's so cool. I've never been. So I can't wait to, I can't wait to hear and see all about it. Uh, You'll send, I'll send lots of pictures. How are your thumbs, by the way? How are your thumbs? Are they good? They're swollen. Mm -hmm. No, they're swollen, but I just, I manage it. I have a little stylist for my phone that I use. I have oh, a little good. brace for my hand that I wear. If I'm good. starting to spaz, like my thumb starts <laughs> in my mind. Um, <laughs> but I just, I, I manage it. I manage the symptoms. Oh my God. Well, yeah. I'm glad you can manage it, but I still kind of wish there were answers. You know what? I'm, know. I'm like, I'm just good. <laughs> I'm, I'm done asking questions. I know. I can only imagine from your perspective of just like throwing your hands up, just being like, you know what? It's not my stomach. So I'm just going to manage this one. Well, I think like my health anxiety got so bad that I would, I would literally go to the ER so much thinking something is so wrong with me. And in the end, nothing was, I mean, something was wrong with me, but nothing like that, nothing crisis oriented, nothing emergent. And so even recently I had an endoscopy just to check for an ulcer and afterwards I did not feel well and I was so close to going to to the ER and I was like I'm not gonna do it and I didn't mm-hmm. and I was fine and wow so I'm really fighting back these like urges to like think worst case scenario that's of, huge like, I'm de- like I I found like a like a bump on my nose today and I was just like is it cancer and I was like no mm-hmm. what what mm-hmm. where am I going with this like yep. that is that is just how I was programmed is like uh, worst case scenario. Yep. And, and I've worked so hard on that, that I make sure not to, I, I really focus on not dwelling on things yeah. un- until I really have to. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I've, it's, it's all so, so, so relatable. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you for being able to combat those thoughts because they can really run, run wild. Yeah. I can definitely validate that. I can be with you in solidarity on how wild, especially what I, it really started bad for me when I was postpartum like Mm. my intrusive thoughts, like really bad. And this is part of my struggles with, you know, being postpartum. And I have a whole, whole care team this time around (laughs) to help me with, with that. Um, but yeah, I can totally validate the, like, take a breath. Why do we got to jump to the worst case scenario? Probably because Google taught us to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't ever Mm. look up anything health related on Google. (laughs) Nope. 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 But I'm glad that you're in a better place. And obviously, you know, we will continue our podcast and yeah. now we will be able to be, we will we will be able to be a little bit more consistent and you know putting out episodes either weekly or bi-weekly we haven't really figured out probably a little bit of both yeah yeah um, but we will be way more present now with each other since we have this ability to do it when we're not in the same room um so we have a lot more flexibility so Leora, you want to chat about some of the upcoming topics 
Yeah, absolutely. So some of our upcoming topics, and of course, we want to also hear from you guys. So if there's a topic that you really want to hear us talk about, go on our social media, whether that's Therapist Out of Office Instagram or Maggie's, which is Therapy with Maggie LPC, mine is a Therapy Gal, and just send us a message. We, we really want to hear from you um, if there's anything specific you want us to talk about. So Or our joint one, the at Therapist yeah. Out of Office. Did you say that? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Hello. Good morning. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I missed that. It's my brain, (laughs) my pregnancy brain. We're going to be posting more on that as well. We've kind of taken in a hiatus, but now you guys know why. Um, So how to deal with our own mental health when helping others is a big topic we're going to talk about Um, for people that just graduated and are saying, now what? That's another topic we want to talk about because I know Maggie and I both felt it and Maggie sort of went all the way through with, with school and knew what you wanted versus me where I was not even thinking of being a therapist once I graduated undergrad. So like even a few years after that, that it just happened. So we're, we're going to be talking about that grief and loss, cultural competency, trauma, and much more. Yeah. So we got a lot of stuff uh, in the cooker. And also we're going to try to be getting some more, well, we haven't done any guests, but we're going to try to be getting some guests on our podcast, which I think now will be so much easier that we're doing zoom, you know, that we'll be able to have more people, um, involved and, you know, have intermittent guests along the way, um, to hear from other perspectives. So once again, just to regurgitate what Lior had said, shoot us a message on either of our Instagrams or on our podcast Instagram. Let us know the topics that you would love to hear. And we are back, baby. Yes. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for loving us as we are, taking us as we come. And we love you. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to be a part of our community, ask us questions, be involved, laugh your tuchus off, and enjoy some hand-drawn art, don't hesitate to follow us on our socials, both Instagram and TikTok, at the Therapy Gal for me, Lior, and at Therapy with Maggie LPC for me, Maggie, and our shared Instagram at Therapist Out of Office. Write a review, follow, subscribe, check us out on YouTube if you want to watch, listen to our podcast on most major platforms. We cannot extend our gratitude enough. Thank you all for being here and for being a part of this. We love you.